Welcome. Thank you for joining the best podcast in the world about cars. In this episode, we will be talking about the hottest and latest updates within the electric car world. I'm Gabriel Davis, and I'm with Austin Adderley, and we will be talking about the efficiency of electric cars. So the Tesla Model 3 um, now makes up more than 20% of all EVs, including hybrids. But in total, it's more than one third of battery electric cars only sold in the U.S. Um, What does this mean for the future of electric cars and especially of Tesla? They're going to stop the sale of gasoline vehicles by, I believe, 2034. Uh, Don't quote me on that, though, because I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, around, like, the 2030s, they're going to stop the selling of gasoline vehicles. So now, you know, Lambo is going to have to come out with an EV, and they're going to have to go to someone for the battery technology, which could possibly be Tesla, because Tesla Mm -hmm. will be, you know, the first electric car company, the first car company ever to make an EV um, two-door supercar, the Roadster. I think it is good. It is good for Tesla, and it is good for the environment in general. Because while Tesla is focused on helping the environment, a lot of people just want a cool car, and they're bringing in those people to this performance and this range and this capability to want this car. And then now that since they want this car, it's they're inadvertently helping the environment. And they don't even know it. They just want a cool car. And I think that's where Tesla has succeeded the most in making the car cool and making it in style. Even though they have no commercials or anything, people just know about them and people want them, which makes um, makes you know the world a better place. There's less carbon footprints for everybody, and it's just it's definitely a good it's definitely a good move. And people are saving the environment without even knowing they're saving the environment. And there is a lot of Tesla that have said you know they don't. They never even thought of the electric part of a Tesla. They just thought about autopilot and the performance, and they just bought it. They didn't care that, you know, it was all electric or something like this. And I think that's where Tesla is definitely succeeding the most in, uh, you know, pushing us to be a sustainable future. Talk about the features of the electric car that you own, which is the Tesla Model 3. Autopilot and summoning and the range and performance and everything else, when it really combines together, this car is worth more than what you actually pay for it. And you end up saving money the longer you keep it. Mm-hmm. And the the best thing, the best feature about this car is probably autopilot or the performance. Because a long road trips when I drive back home from IMG, I think it's like a drive when i drive back i just put it in autopilot and it just does all the driving you know of course you stop to monitor it uh, but it does it does do almost 95 percent of the driving back home and it takes a lot of stress off of me and then even you know when i travel it's i think it's 150 miles to go back home i still get there with you know 50 percent of electricity remaining because this car does get 310 miles of range so it's between the range and the performance, autopilot and everything, I think this is the best electric car on the market. So I know on these Model 3s and most Teslas that there is eight security cameras on the outside 
um, along with one on the inside for the future. Um, what is the safety like of this car? There's a lot of updates and the car gets better over time. So when you buy it, it does appreciate in value. But the two cameras now are able to be viewed when you back up or even when you're just driving, you can leave them up so you can see what other cars are doing. And it does help you with, you know, not hitting curves, you know, not backing into like trees or something, even though the sensors, you know, tell you the exact amount of inches you're away from something. It does help you a lot in, um, in that area. I would say also between like normal, there's normal safety features. Um, obstacle wear acceleration. There's many normal uh, safety features on here that are on most cars from 2021 and up, but they're the safest on here because of autopilot and because of how the car knows what to look for and knows how to look for it. Because the more that you use autopilot, the more it gets used to its environment. So say the first time, you know, you're driving or something and, you know, a lane merges, the car will see that in autopilot, we'll see the lane merges and then it will automatically start making, you know, better changes to make sure, you know, you don't adjust yeah, for you and it'll do kind of the work for you once they get used to your route and how you do get to it. Mm -hmm. So why don't we see a lot of electric car manufacturers and companies in the market today? I would say we don't because of number one, we don't because of Tesla for two reasons. Number one, because Tesla almost went bankrupt multiple times, especially in the years 2016 and 2018 when the Model 3 came out in 2018 and 2016 when the new uh, S's and X's came out. And I think that's why it kind of scares off a lot of car manufacturers to try and make electric vehicles because there is a lot of risk you have to take because not only lithium ion batteries are very expensive, uh, production lines for these cars are very expensive. Everything going into electric cars to start out, you have to lose money and then eventually you start making money. And I think that is the reason why there's not a lot of, you know, Tesla is the main electric vehicle on the road is because not a lot of EV people want to compete with Tesla because they know that Tesla has autopilot, Tesla has performance, Tesla has all these things that will draw people away from their electric car to Tesla's. And it's, it's even shown like in the coming years of people switching from, you know, Nissan Leafs, uh, Chevy Bolts and other um, EVs to the Model 3 at 35,000 because it's a bigger vehicle. It gets, you know, more range or the same. It looks, the styling is uh, great. And it's just more of a normal car than, you know, the Leaf. The Leaf looks like, you know, a cube. The, the Bolt just is, they're so compact and they don't even get the same range as this. So I would say, yeah, definitely. And especially with now, the reason why a lot of electric vehicles are, electric vehicle startups are successful is because people go to Tesla and they're like, oh wait, I want a truck or I want a, you know, Yukon sized SUV and Tesla, you know, doesn't make that. They just have the Model X, which can fit as many people as a Yukon, but it's not a traditional SUV that some people do want in their truck is probably the furthest thing from traditional ever. So people, you know, go to companies like Rivian, go to companies like um, uh, 
loose air and go to other companies for the more normal sedan. So I think that's the only reason why Tesla has competition now is because people are looking at their cars and saying, you know, we don't like this or we don't like that. So we'll go somewhere else. And the reason why Apple's getting into the game. And I honestly think Apple's getting into the game because they, you know, they think, you know, almost everybody has iPhones in the world. And they think just because they're, you know, a quote unquote designer brand, if you want to call it, they think that everybody will just, you know, buy their car because they'll think it's cool, you know, it's cooler than Tesla or something. But honestly, Apple, you know, when Elon Musk approached uh, Tim Cook about selling Tesla Apple and they rejected it, that was probably single-handedly the worst decision of Tim Cook's life because he could have, you know, easily been uh, the richest person in the world instead of Elon Musk right now. And I think he's regretting that. And that is the main reason why he wants to create an EV because he thinks he can take Tesla down and then, you know, maybe later on buy it from Musk or maybe later on even be bigger than Tesla. But at this point, I don't think it, it I don't think it will be because Tesla's been out since 2012. Their 2012 vehicles are still on the road. They're still performing well. They're still out there for sale. A lot of people are going to those cars because they're much cheaper. And, you know, someone will buy a 2012 used Model S sometimes, even over a new three, just because of the bigger car, the bigger vehicle. So Tesla, Tesla definitely is going to be the biggest EV manufacturer for a while. And a couple of years ago, the range was about 200 miles. Yeah, a couple of years later, it's, it's 400. It's, crazy. it's, crazy how, it's about to be 600 miles. Yeah, it's crazy how in less than 10 years, they've almost tripled their range with all the cars they have right now. Because in 2012, the longest range Tesla you could get was a Model S 85 that started at like $90,000. It was very expensive back then because it was a company just starting out, which is another reason why EV startups can't start because they can't bring a cheap car, a cheap electric vehicle to market without, you know, having it be too expensive and too out of the price range of people. And it started the first Tesla Model S, 250 miles of range. And now you have the Model S Plaid and Plaid Plus that has over 520 miles of range, which is, you know, not only double you know the 250 but it's also you know the performance is cut in half more than in half because the performance the performance of the 85 uh kilowatt hour battery pack which was 250 miles of range was zero to 60 in 5.5 seconds and now you know this brand new plaid plus almost the same price around the same price area bigger battery 520 miles of range 520 miles of range and, um, you know, 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds, which is not only the quickest EV production, I mean, sorry, excuse me, the quickest EV um, ever made. It is also the quickest uh, street legal car ever in production, which is pretty insane. I think that's why Tesla will be around for a while. And also in 2022, when the Roadster comes out, the range will be over 600 miles. Yeah, over 600. In 10 years, it's um, it tripled. So yeah. for the future, that, that can be a lot. And I think that's good because a lot of people don't want to come to EVs because, oh, they don't have range. And, you know, the range of a, let's say the range of a Honda um, Accord is around 450 miles of gas. But no one cares because there's gas stations literally everywhere. And the range of a Model S long range is, you know, the new ones, 412 miles. And so, you know, the Elon Musk in Tesla has the ability to be up there with competitors of, of with with gas competitors of equivalent range. 
but it's just going to be too expensive you know right now in the market and that's why the most expensive tesla you'll ever be able to get the roadster you know 250 uh grand will get you know 600 miles of range from zero to 60 in less than you know 1.9 seconds so i would say yeah in the coming years i think evs are gonna get even more range than gas vehicles because you know the only the only way to get more range of gas vehicles is to make it more efficient and to get a bigger tank which you can't fit you know the biggest tank you ever want to in a um, regular gas car but with batteries it's just how many cells you can fit in there and the battery size stays the same it's just the cells which is why electric vehicles are basically going to take over because you'll be able to go farther with an electric vehicle than you will with a gas vehicle in 10 years What are some cons about owning an electric car? I would say the main con is that insurance is, it's not more expensive on electric cars, but it's more expensive on the ice equivalent or the gas equivalent electric car. So I would say insurance is a huge change, but then when you sub in all the money you save on gas in between trips and everything, it really is worth it. But insurance is a huge thing. And then if, you're a person that drives over 250 miles in a day somehow, you would have to get a more expensive Model 3, which can cost you almost $50,000, you know, depending on your financial situation. Mm -hmm. If you can do that or not, that would be an issue. So the only huge con with your budget with the range and insurance. But besides that, if you can get the range that you need and you can get you know 353 miles of range and only use 250 of that then i say go for it but the cons would definitely be range and then when you go on long road trips you do have to stop and supercharge and even though it is only 10 15 minutes to get 200 miles back i know a lot of people just like to drive straight there and not take any breaks or anything and then get there so that is that would be another con is like if you don't like stopping to you know get something to eat or use the bathroom or something it would be a con so you have to do that every you know 300 or so miles i would also say the road noise especially since there's no engine and there's only the electric battery on the bottom you don't hear anything except the road noise and after you get above maybe 40 miles per hour, which is on almost every city street, you hear, you know, from the windows, from the front, from the back, from the sides, you hear wind, you hear the road, you hear tires, you hear other engines, you hear just a, a bunch of things that you do not want to hear in, you know, your vehicle. You do want to hear the exhaust, you do want to hear something else, but you do hear everything else is times 10. It's like all of your hearing senses is times 10. What are some other cons of owning an electric car? I would say number one, probably the cold weather. If you live in a state or an area with cold weather, what happens with lithium ion batteries, which are the batteries that power most electric cars, is that mm -hmm. the, bat the battery works the best and it gets the most range in warmer weather because the battery has to warm up the cells to be able to run the car if, yeah if you would say and um in cold weather it has to work more because you know when you
you wake up and get in your car, you know, say it's, you know, 10 degrees outside, your battery is at like negative five, you know, suffering, then it has to warm it all up. And that takes, it just, yeah, it just eats at the range of the battery. And then probably, probably number two, I would say is style because with other luxury car brands, even with normal, you know, um, even with normal affordable car brands like Toyota, you have the, you know, you have the Camry, you have the Highlander, you have all these other options, you have a variety. And with Tesla's, with um, Nissan Leafs, with any electric vehicles, you just have one option, you know, it's just, you either get this size sedan or you get the bigger one. You don't have, you know, a middle area to buy something. Versions. You don't have multiple versions. And then there's also no um, convertible electric cars that have ever been made. I mean, there's one, there's the old 2008 Roadster. That was the only electric convertible car ever made. And that's not even, you know, in it's production. Not, yeah, it's not in production until, again, until 2022. And it's out of a lot of people's budgets. It's not like, you know. It's like 200 grand. Yeah, 260. Yeah, 250. Like the C, you know, the C300s for Mercedes, those are only, um, the C300 started at like 35. And you can get that in the convertible two-door or the four-doors. You just don't have, you know, a two-door option with electric cars. You have all four-door, all this and all that. And then also, aside from style, I would say, I would just say the the minimalistness because it's just with especially Elon Musk he's trying to push out his agenda for the future. In the reason why there's only a single uh, driver's display in the middle. There's no heads-up display. There's no instrument panel directly in front of the driver. So you do have to look over to monitor your speed to see what the car sees, to change the music and to do all that. So it is a change for most people. Some people change and they like it. Some people change and they don't like it and they send the car back, um, which is, it's okay because you do have a week to return the car with Tesla. So it is okay, but it is kind of disappointing when you buy the vehicle you think you love and you have to send it back because you know, it's not all that you dreamt of. And the, I would say also the engine noise. If you're coming from, you know, say you're coming from an AMG Mercedes or a Corvette or, you know, even like a, some straight part, some straight pipe, any loud stand, car, yeah, any loud stand. Um, if you're coming from any of those to this, it is, it's a huge change because you don't hear it's any silence. Like, you, yeah, you floor the car and you just, you go, but it's just like, you just hear like a little like electric whine and it's kind of you hear it nobody else hears it and then i mean there's plenty of electric cars out there like the um the bmw the i8s and the i3s mm -hmm. the, um, the i8s are hybrid but the i3 is fully electric it emits noise like it emits noise on the outside but it's just then it just looks terrible yeah, it's everybody not the knows, same yeah, everybody knows it's electric and it's not fake. the same yeah it's fake it's so some reasons why Americans are are hesitant to buy electric cars are range restrictions and charging times. Um, with global warming, 26% of Americans believe that unchecked global warming will not be a problem in the United States. I would say that's just complete BS because the range. I understand. Okay, first off, with the range. Uh, let's get on that first. I understand the range two years ago. Okay, I understand. 
range, which is, you know, real driving conditions. You know, you may be flooring the car, having a little joy with it or driving in the cold or something. You're really only getting like 180 to 230. Okay. I understand that 10 years ago, but I mean, now it's just, now the whole range anxiety isn't really even, shouldn't be considered a reason why you don't buy an EV because I mean, the longest range EVs ever, the company with the most longest range EPA rated EVs is Tesla. And with their longest range EVs coming later in 2021 to be 520. And even if you can't afford that, they have 412. And even if you can't afford that, they have 353. And even if you can't afford that, they have 300. Like there's just so many options of range that you could purchase an electric, you could purchase a Model 3 for 45 grand and it will have 350 miles of range. And you can even purchase used ones on the Tesla website with only like 100 miles or at max 1,000 and they get, you know, 300 miles of range, which is still up there, you know, with um, the range that should be sufficient for your drive. But range really doesn't matter unless, you know, you're a realtor or, you know, you just your job is like traveling all across the state for some reason. It's really doesn't range for most normal uh, workers. But the global global warming part, I a lot of people definitely disagree with a lot of stuff in society and in the world in general. I mean, there's been many people that there's been many people, you know, in two thousand they thought the world was gonna end, so they took all their money out of their bank accounts and they went just ran somewhere and the world didn't end and you know everybody believed in that which wasn't proven and then you provide them with proven information for example from the 1950s to 2020 how much how many less rainforests we have um how much more pollution we have how many more animals are dying i mean it's just, it's just proven facts you know there's if you if people don't believe you you know you can show them the animal corpses and the you know, marine life that is just dying because of oil, gas, because of so many, so much pollution. You can show them the rainforest. Animals are suffering in the rainforest. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of animals that have gone extinct just because of all the emissions. And back in the 1950s, it wasn't, you know, not everybody had a car, so it wasn't as bad. But now with literally almost every single household having a car, it's terrible. And, you know, some of these cars being older and releasing even more uh carbon dioxide co2 into the atmosphere it just it just accumulates it just gets worse and worse and worse and i just say to those people that they're that's like saying the moon landing was fake or saying that you know the earth the sun doesn't exist or something it's just something so obvious that has been provided by research over the years that it just it shouldn't be a question i mean there's proof that you can see like i understand if you say okay the big bang theory happened because there's no proof that it didn't happen but global warming happened i mean there's proof that it, it there's so much proof out there that's happened i, I just think that's not a that's not a feasible argument since the future of electric cars is so bright in the next few years and, um, if if batteries uh lowering costs would more people buy I would say yes, 100% batteries are lowering They have not only lowered, they've not only, you know, lowered 50%, you know, the cost of batteries has been cut, cut in half since 2012. Um, not only because more uh, people are wanting to make batteries and more companies are mining batteries and stuff like that, but batteries are becoming a lot cheaper because it, it's just a lot more 
that people are finding out there are a lot more resources and it's, it's easier to get and it's easier to manufacture and the cheaper and cheaper batteries get of course the more way a lot more people are going to be purchasing these vehicles i mean but most electric vehicles do have eight year to 12 year warranties on the batteries so if the batteries go out uh they do replace it free of charge to you some have a deductible but the most that deductible is, is like 100 bucks which is for you know brand new 5000 to all the way up to roadster territory to maybe $25,000 battery. I mean, the $100 deductible is it, it's really nothing. And the only thing about um, if EVs, if if uh, uh, plug-in hybrid EVs, if those are allowed to stay, um, even though they're half gas, half EV, I would say that is going to be a problem because it is more expensive to make an EV than to make a single gas car or a single electric car because you not only have the cost of the battery you have the cost of also the gas and the gas tank and then you have to make those work together it's just it's so much more expensive and that's why i don't think that plug-in hybrid should even exist because it's so much more expensive for the person and even with prius you know prius is one of the most well-known hybrids out there the battery alone you know it costs, I think, $10,000 and they don't even cover it in warranty. So if it goes out, which they have been known to go out within, you know, two years, which is very, you know, terrible. These people usually keep their cars for at least five years. If it goes out within those two years, you're responsible. Like they don't cover it in their warranty since it's a hybrid, it's not a full electric vehicle. So you'll be out either a car or out $10,000, which is, you know, why that people should definitely buy electric vehicles over uh, plug-in hybrid because plug-in hybrid is just way more expensive to maintain and then you even end up with plug-in hybrids you end up paying for electricity and gas which it's just plug-in hybrid should not exist because you're just you're doubling the cost of a normal car and you're barely even saving money. so we discussed how an electric car is more efficient than a combustion engine car. We discussed the pros and cons of an electric car and what's it like owning one. Maybe one day you'll consider owning an EV as well. Thank you guys so much for watching. Stay safe and until next time.